Until we get some sponsorship dollars rolling in the door, I'm going to write up fake ads and read them. So let potential corporate bedfellows know that we can do the job. So here goes. This episode of Patriot Sports Radio is brought to you by NeighborRater. Are you tired of being annoyed, harassed, and generally inconvenienced by the people surrounding your property? Do the police show up every time your dog barks, or maybe you have a little disagreement with the missus? Does Peggy next door compare you accidentally mowing some of her yard to January 6th, and by extension, Pearl Harbor? Is that motherfucker parking his truck right where your trash bins are supposed to go, even after you spoke to him about it multiple times? Then you, my friend, should have used NeighborRater. Neighbor uses their proprietary data compilation software to gather all public information needed to identify a shitty neighbor. Noise complaint, dates and breeds of dog bites, IROC and panel van ownership per capita and with our premium package per block, unusual property lines, Kia parking on the street survival rates, and more. They've even cataloged all 83 episodes of Hoarders to ensure you're far the fuck away from that shit. This is what they call a call to action in the biz. Go to NeighborRater.com today and enter code CORNPOP for 20% off your one-year subscription. That's CORNPOP, all one word. Make sure to use our promo code so they know we sent you. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I'm your host. Damn, glad to have you with us. And thank you for your reviews. They're in the algorithm just doing their thing over there. We're mostly here today. We got Chris shoveling coal right into a blazing furnace like a lunatic. Coach is on summer break. He's got time for us. And he brought a special guest. Angela is up early to talk some sports as well. John is out. You can't keep a guy like that tethered to any one thing for too long. The world is his oyster. Whatever that means. If the world was your oyster, you'd be pretty fucking grossed out, I think. Pause for riotous laughter. And now the aforementioned guest, new friend of the show, Mr. Tim Dumas is here. Artist, athlete, he's doing and has done all kinds of cool shit. That's just the kind of human we want to talk to. (laughs) Tim, welcome to the show. How you doing? Tell us a little about yourself and what you're up to down there. Uh, Thanks for having me, guys. Um, I've been drawn for quite a bit of time, and uh, I just know that... uh, that talent that I've been blessed with, I'd be able to change some lives, but I just simply uh, including the people that I'm doing through an organic and inclusive and process. So they see every step that I do. Uh, these are like, I do like posters for people that like, if they want to do something for their, their high school or, or their kid that just likes, uh, you know, Paw Patrol, whatever. It's just it. It can be just about anything. It's a. It's like I've done pieces for people that lost their father, and they need something like to uh, hang on their wall, just to you know help them get through a tough time. It, it's really, really a great opportunity to be able to uh, illustrate people, give them a something that's authentic that you can't go get out of a store. I do a piece for them. They get it framed. They put it on their wall. I got all kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, I've met all kinds of people because of this uh, of this talent that I have, and I'm, I'm very grateful for it. And it's it's opened some doors for me and my family to be able to go and 
meet certain people and do things. So I, I continue to use art as a way, not just, you know, financial gain. That's not really what it's all about, but to really help people uh, smile. I mean, now it's just not really much to smile about right now. So yeah. I, the way I can contribute to the to to being part of the solution, I mean, because complain about everything, but being part of the solution is the challenge. So, absolutely. So someone comes to you and they say, hey, I've lost my mother. Here's, you know, our favorite picture of her with the grandkids or whatever. How does that feel when you hand them that finished product and they, they look at it and just and just start crying tears of joy? I'm crying with them, man. It's, you know, <laughs> you know, through the entire process, I'm sending them every step I'm doing. So they see That's everything awesome. I'm doing. So by the time I get to the finish, of the of the piece they they know they've seen everything up to that point so there's no doubt when i get to the when i'm done with it i'm done so like it, it's very important oh yeah oh yeah i want I, I want them to see what i'm doing i want them to know what i'm doing so in the end there's no doubt that that's what they and i've never had anybody say they didn't like it or I can take this color out because that's the that's the beauty of it all. When you include people in the process, you don't have to worry about anything like that. They know everything up to that step. So can I ask you a question? Like I stalked your page. <laughs> I stalked your Facebook page and I saw some <laughs> of your art. Um, I'm all things art. Like I love art. And I can say that when I was looking at the things that I saw just there, um, the pieces are really actually very unique. And myself being an art person, how do you describe your style? Because it's a very stylistic, what I saw, they're very stylized pieces and it's not like a typical portrait. Like the way we're kind of talking about this, like I don't want people to think the pieces that I saw are like typical portraits. It's really, really unique. How do you describe that style? Um, I feel uh, like there's a lot of energy behind what you make and I'm dying to know how you describe that. Whoa. Well, you know, <laughs> I think it's, uh, the only way I can describe it is it's it's a real it's unique. It's uh, I really uh, when I about a piece, I I sit down and you know I talk about I want them to tell me what what they I mean what what type what type of colors do they want? It's, I it because piece to piece it changes. It depends on who I'm talking try to illustrate that vibe that they're giving me. And if it comes out the way it does, then I, man, it just, sometimes I look at stuff and I'm like, I don't even know how I did it. I'm just do it. So it's really cool. I really, it's, I'm impressed. <laughs> I love that. Your mindset is you realize you have this talent and all you want to do is share it with people. Oh yeah. That's oh. great. I got him working on two pieces uh, in my house right now. I'm I'm trying to trying to trying to yeah, put that into a process, but I've been been struck down. But I've been trying to I'm working on it, trying to get a couple <laughs> things going on here at the house. 
Speaking of things going on, we just uh, were talking before show. I heard Tim's going to be working with you on the coaching staff. Oh, uh, he's he's going to be he's at the school. He got hired at the school and he's there, man. He's going to be we're going to be seeing each other every day. Coach, coaching staff's going to come to it's, it's one, coming. one step at a time. One step <laughs> yep. at a time. We're working on it. Yep. It's all part of the plan. He'll be there. He'll be he'll be there shortly. Now, I thought <laughs> I not have the couple pieces I saw were uh, like sports, superhero related. You do everything. I heard you say Paw Patrol. What? What is? Oh the, yeah, uh, I can do. I I do that. So they're all grown and out of the house. But man, I I know people from kids all the way to old people. So it's really it's really uh, a treasure you can have as being a father, being able to when you're interested interest in what your kids are do, doing so excuse me um you can re, you remember those you know i remember power rangers i remember teletubbies and all that stuff so if kids start talking about things i don't just nod my head just uh, yeah oh yeah oh. because the kids will come back and test you the next day to see if you were paying attention yep i i'm very i listen i listen i, I look at that's part of the beauty of being an artist. You always study people. And when you get a good read on what someone likes and and they are, and you can reflect that really easy when you put pen to paper. So you can't it's, be you can't be phony with these kids. They'll walk up and ask you no, what your fourth favorite no, lizard no, 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 no. is. Right, right. <laughs> they're, 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 you can't say, oh little Johnny, this is a cat, but tomorrow it can be a cow. No, that's not gonna happen. Yep. That's <laughs> kids, kids, uh, you can't. We all know what what BS looks like, and we know what it smells like too. So, <laughs> oh, so what should we get into the list? Talk some sports. Let's do it. <clears throat> Let's do it. Actually, I got a weather report. Normally, we get right to the sports, but uh, I finally rained in Las Vegas, and this is gambling related. So very important. I've seen. Uh, <laughs> It's been so dry out there that Vegas has been just randomly catching on fire. I've seen multiple casino fires just chalked up to the heat. Uh, Lake Mead has essentially been a mud puddle for the better part of this year. Still yachts in there, though. Half the people I follow online are either in Vegas or talking about Vegas. So I've seen a lot of tweets and videos coming out of the area. This summer has been rough, but it finally rained. The good news is the dam at Lake Mead is flowing again, but the bad news is... A city in the desert is not built for rainstorms. On average, Vegas gets four and a half to five inches of rain annually, and they got one and a half in this storm alone, which is a lot, but also not a whole lot. Streets were flooded. People out there with various impromptu watercraft uh, saw a video of a guy playing slots, just being deluged with water, water raining that. down upon him. <laughs> He's he, still spinning he the wheel. A- he didn't even care. No, didn't even come guy. up for air. He was just pulling the hand. That guy's my hero. <laughs> the circle. <laughs> Gonna hit it. <laughs> the circle was flooded out, but the counter never closed and the line stayed up throughout the night because future friend of the show, Derek Stevens, runs a top shelf joint. The team was out there with the mops and squeegees. No problem. Little rain's not going to stop this guy or his place. Derek is an old school Midwest guy, highly regarded in the gambling industry. They talk about him like he's a glitter gulch throwback, which is to say 
they re- that he reminds them of Fremont Street when Fremont Street, back when the pit boss knew your name and Vegas was cool. And he embraces it. Why wouldn't you? The circus, the Circa website has a whole section about the history of neon and the icons like Vegas Vic and Vegas Vicky, that cowgirl kicking her leg. You've all seen her. He came to Vegas as a college kid at Michigan. I got into a whole, I went down a whole rabbit hole on Derek Stevens last I night. See I think that. I want to be just like this guy. Uh, wow. He went to Vegas when he was a college kid in the 80s, fell in love with the place, came back in 2013 and just started taking the place over. He built the D and now the Circa, which is state of the art in every way, three levels, massive stadium swim area, the biggest and best sports book in town. He's like us. If you're going to do it, Let's be the best. He built the Circa two years ago. First brand new place to go up in the downtown area in 40 years. A pandemic couldn't stop this guy. He got that place done uh, over two months ahead of schedule during COVID. Some rainwater probably didn't even fuck up his appointment with the haberdashery. As for the locals, cars driving right through it. I give Las Vegans this. Is that what they are? Las Vegans? Las Vegasites? Las Vegas? Las Vegabonds? They don't give a fuck, whatever you call them. They were out there, you know, surfing in the street. So they'll be okay. As long as I'm betting baseball, the city of Las Vegas will be just fine. That's God's way of uh, cleaning the sin out of the city right before football season. So I think it's probably good luck. Can you imagine what what, what got washed off those sidewalks? uh, Vegas, man, they don't build that thing on nothing. Oh, <laughs> beautiful! <laughs> they needed that. You, Vegas. What is a stadium swim? You you talked about that in your. It is a what swimming is pool. It's a gigantic. It's it's a gigantic swimming area. A bunch of Olympic sized swimming pools with massive screens above, so that you can watch the lines and all the games. Oh yeah, Google I like that. Circus Stadium swim. It's. I mean, if heaven so, is real, so I this guy's a sports a gambler bus, that built a hotel go. around sports gambling. Essentially, yes, and he's you know he's one of us basically, so he gets it. So he makes the sports betting experience as as good as it can possibly be. Like he's down there at the bar, you can just walk up and probably find him at the bar and have a drink with him, talk talk to him about what's going on. Like he's just so. A man of the I mean, I don't I don't want to bang the drum on this too much, but how does one get into that deal? How does you you just on a random Tuesday, you're sitting at the bar watching your, you know, uh, Cubs and whatever, you know, and and you you've got a little little couple M and M's on the game, and you're sitting there enjoying your beverage, and you go, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna build a place like this. So you just stroll down your neighborhood bank and roll in there and go, listen, I I'm ready to build this. How, how does that translate? I mean, how does that? I don't know. I don't know. We're we're trying to get a little sports podcast off the ground, and that, I'm a, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's 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 <laughs> what I want to know. I'd like to I'd like to ask that dude, man how how did this deal go from an idea in your head to something great? I guess that's the magic in it. But he's watched us. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, come on down, man. I'd like to I'd like to know how that works. He's a he's a gambler and a conservative. What's what's not to he's love about this cool man? Dude. Um, I looked up this Zion thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was he has to stay under 295 pounds, but it's weight plus body fat percentage has to be below that number 295. I'm not sure what that means, if that's harder to do for him or not. Um, if he does not meet this threshold, they start taking his guaranteed money. So not so guaranteed, I guess, after all. 
He is listed at six foot six, two eighty four. I don't know if that's they want him body weight plus body fat percentage below two ninety five. Is this the new contract or is this something that they just put in there? I think this is for his his max extension that he wants, the super max. Ah, the super max. They're gonna have to be careful with this kind of thing, maybe because uh, for the best interest of everybody, it's best if he's in shape and not overweightish for insurance purposes and injuries and all this kind of stuff. But if you're calling out a single guy, um, like there's a possibility that somewhere down the line, somebody might be like, um, I'm being discriminated against. Nobody else has this in their claws. It's fat shaming, um, like, body shaming him. It's like, <laughs> A lawsuit potential so i don't know if they're gonna have to work this into everybody's like hey you're an athlete your body percentage needs to be this otherwise blah 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 like i don't know that you can call out single guys for that kind of a thing it might be a problem in the future that's what this is about it's about availability the well, deal is five years 193 so for that two, money two, yeah two sides of this man there's two sides you got i mean essentially it's kind of like Charles Barkley said, what would he do? What would he do if the live money, if the live golf tour gave him that kind of contract? He, he what do he say? He'd kill a family member or something. I mean, <laughs> Charles is crazy, but he said, that's what he would do. But I mean, if, if, if you're going to have these kind of contracts that are, um, I'm not, these are beyond generational wealth. These are, these are, um, you know, uh, these are these are cornerstone people in the franchises that that are are getting these kind of this kind of money, you know, kind of like the Kyler deal. If they put Isn't a clause a in there that says you study film for four hours a night, well, if you want the contract, you're gonna you're you're gonna do it. Um, these you know, contracts my, are so big; I mean, they're an amount of money that separates you from society immediately as soon as right, you get it. You're right. not like but, everybody else anymore. But saying that, okay, okay, let's put that over here. Now saying that. There are people walking this earth and there's more and more of them every day than that they didn't used to be. But there's people like the Prince Fielders of the world. There's people like the, um, you know, I'll even say, I'll even go as far as to say Warren Sapp. I saw him on a, on a YouTube video yesterday teaching some kids. Uh, you know, these are people that uh, are large humans to begin with. They are, they are genetically large humans and, and they get, you know, a, a little bit of uh, of weight on them, but it does not affect their athletic ability. You know, Prince Fielder was in the ESPN body issue. And and when you look at him in a uniform, you would think, who in the world wants to see the, the, that dude in an ESPN body issue until you see it and you're like, I mean, damn, you know, <laughs> look, this guy, look at him, you know, you go, yeah. dude. I mean, uh, th- there's, there's, I'm just saying is it's it's a fine line, like Angela said, of you have to go person by person because they're not all the people are not made the same. And and everybody's body is reform, you know, it, it responds a little differently. And and since the beginning of time, people have been showing up from 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 the off season, you know, a little bit out of shape or a little bit heavy or whatever. But there are uh, there are a group of athletes that fluctuate that much that can show up and still perform, and it doesn't matter. So um, I, I do think 
you know, it's kind of one of those deals of it's got to go case by case. And and I know that the like I said, we talked about the Kyler Murray deal, and that's different. That's a that's a you know head thing, but you know though, that's something that you got to look at place person by person. I think that's the new the new way is 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 they're going to try to hold them to a standard, but it, it really just depends. And some of these people are, you can do that. Some of them you can't. Oh, we're going to skip over the MJ stats. We'll save that for when we need them. Jackson Holiday, eight million dollar signing bonus. Um. He looks like a chick. I just want to get like the first clip I saw of him taking BP. I thought it was like a fan experience or a reporter taking some hacks for the camera, but I thought the uniform was a bit overboard for something like that. And then I realized, Oh, this is Jackson holiday. Tell your jokes, radio boy. I got 8 million clams is what he would probably say to me. And he would be right. Boy, that would be tough to recover from coming from an 18 year old. I thought these dudes were broke for the first 12 years of their career until they get through arbitration or whatever. Can I tell you guys something? Are we in a safe place? I don't know what the fuck arbitration is. I don't understand it. (laughs) (laughs) Arbitration is, is go ahead, Angela. No, I just said it sounds really top secret, right? Well, it's like a, it's like an independent. It's like when you have when you think things should be this way, and I think things should be this way. So we will go in front of an arbitrator or a third party, like Mister Dumas here, and we will both state our case, and he will make a decision. That's what an arbitration is. Arbitration is like like court for people with money, and, and it's usually it's usually any kind of uh, dispute is settled by an arbitrator or, you know, an, an arbitration is when two parties that have a disagreement get together and they, and they kind of tell, you know, a, a, a third party that's not invested gets to decide and they ah. agree to go with that finding. That's why so, it's uh it's an argument and the team is ripping the player. Like you struck out X percentage of time and the player's like, Hey, I hit 35 dingers. And then the arbitrator's like, eh, 17 mil a year. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and I heard a deal on sports radio yesterday. This is really interesting about baseball arbitration. They were talking about, you know, in, in the early days of baseball arbitration. Arbitration is put into place so everything doesn't go to court. So so they can have their own kind of court system. And, and it, it's really used in all kinds of things. I know, you know, it's used in, in, in uh, corporate, the corporate world today. A lot of times when you sign a... Um, employment contract you agree that if you have some kind of dispute that it will you will take it to arbitration instead of court first um and and then things have uh certain entities have like binding arbitration binding arbitration means that if the arbitrator says you know that you're right and i'm wrong that it has to go into that like uh like like you have to respect that rule by law so um you know there's kind of different layers of it, but arbitration is a cool deal. That, that's been arbitration talk for the last five minutes. But uh, anyhow, yeah. I forget Jack- where we even started with this. We talked, started with Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday got eight million signing bonus. Yeah, he man, did you see the picture of him standing there in his uniform with his family? And 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 the thing that struck me was, you know, this young man. And I watched him play a couple of times this year. He, I watched him hit one that hadn't landed yet off of my son's team, but uh, he the the kid can play and he and he's really pretty impressive. And uh, but the thing that struck me about the picture was it was so and so, little brother, mom, dad, and then girlfriend. 
And I went, oh, oh, <laughs> wow. That's a She's bold good. strategy. And she was She's like good. in some kind of evening gown and everybody else was dressed in like shorts and t-shirts. And I was like, Uh-oh. man, this is, this picture is interesting. Uh, let me see if I can, I wish I could find that picture because it was so like, I stared at it for a couple minutes thinking one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just stuck out. And I thought, man, you want to talk about hitching your wagon in Stillwater, Oklahoma to this kid who's moving to Baltimore. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, no, that impressive plus for 475. Sure. She's there about Baltimore. like following him. And, you know, the sooner he gets out, the better, because I'm all about, you know, generational awesomeness. And oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, she she saw, she, hey, she saw the money train rolling into the station and she was not going to be late. But I don't I don't want I'm sure she's a beautiful little young lady. I don't know. <laughs> Just saying it was weird in the picture. You see, uh, was, you saw Kyler Murray, his uh, last year he played at OU, his Heisman winning year. You know, he got a $9 million signing dollar bonus from Oakland that, that spring before he, he came in. And that, you know, hitched his little wagon up there was Coach Riley. Because Riley went yeah. in and demanded a raise because his quarterback made more than him as soon as Oakland fucking signed him. Well, and that was the big talk on sports radio is that, man, that your, your, your quarterback's going to be making more money than you are this year. And, Hey, with the NIL, there's doubling your pay. Hey, with the NIL now, get ready for that. That's going to happen on a lot of places. And I mean, now now he had to do to a locker room, dude. It's the the NIL deal. We've talked about it on this show multiple times. NIL is the wild west, dude. It's, it's, it's essentially unrestricted, untethered, uh, unmonitored free agency. That's what it's got. That's what we got times. Yeah. At any time. And, and, and so it's going to be interesting, but you know, he had to pay that money back and to kind of come full circle of what we're talking about here. Yeah, you're right. Those kids that get drafted on the MLB deal, they don't have that. These contracts aren't colossal that they're signing unless you're in the first round. If you're in the first round, that's a total, that's a horse of a different color because you go now from making, you know, what you're talking about to, you know, five, six, eight million. And if it doesn't work out, the organization's going to go ahead and punch your ticket to college. So you know, that's why when these guys, when, when the draft comes along, it's all about draft position in baseball of, are you going in the first round? Are you going to be, you know, one of, if you're, if you're a first rounder, then yes, you will forego college and go, you know, the money's too good to pass up versus if you're third, fourth, fifth round, because, you know, I mean, these, these, the, the, the MLB draft is deep, but if you're yeah. down on the bottom of the list, the money doesn't make sense to you. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars to sign on the dotted line to go play in the, um, you know, the diamondback organization in wherever their, their, their affiliate is their, their, their double a affiliate. $100,000 isn't worth to sign on the dotted line to get rid of your college, but you know, eight, eight mil is. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a big difference. It's huge from the first round to the next rounds are colossal for baseball. That's just, just baseball. Well, that must be the guys that Rob Manfred is thinking about because he says the minor league wage is fine. This guy, he's a more tone deaf, less likable version of Roger Goodell. This guy couldn't read a room if it had Braille wallpaper. This is the guy who smiled as he canceled opening day in 2020. Rob Manfred sucks. 
He's yeah. basically Mr. Burns at this point, and he has no clue what a living wage is for a working class American. This guy's dismissing the claim that minor league players aren't being paid a living wage, even though most of them make between $4,800 and $15,400 annually. That's the bracket with the largest swath of players in it. He said, I'll do it in Mr. Burns. I kind of reject the premise of the question that the minor <laughs> league players are not paid a living wage. I think we've made real strides, Smithers, in the last few terms of what minor league players are being paid. Even putting to one side the signing bonuses that many of them have received, they've received housing, which is obviously another form of compensation, and I haven't even released the hounds on them. So I reject the premise of the question. I reject the premise that they are not paid a living wage. You piece of shit. This guy's got to go. This no, is I, a guy who's never I need wrote to work on my Mr. Burns. Oh, no. that's quality. That was quality stuff right there. That's Great. that's golden. <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure you might be making a guest appearance soon on an episode. That was pretty good. <laughs> this is a stand in, uh, the Burns stand in. <laughs> so, have you yeah, guys absolutely. ever been to um, uh, any Badger games? Like, you know, the football games, there's different areas in the student section where uh, they uh, heckle each other, right? So they are commonly in the student section. You can hear them chanting like, oh, sucks, P, which means section O sucks, P, section B. And um, when you said that about Manfred and Goodell, I think we should make a a shirt maybe that says Manfred sucks Goodell. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. that. If you got... If you got those two in a room, is that not the uh, the riverboat for privilege right there? I mean, of, yeah. of out of touch with society right there. Those two, if you put them together, uh, Goodell and, and and Manford, that's a guy who's never ridden in a, a, a Greyhound bus, an old provost, or I'm not even going to say provost because those, you know, they're not riding those old Greyhound bus with the air conditioner broke while he's eating nope. a bologna sandwich on his way from Peoria to to Frisco, Texas. I mean, that's no. that guy's never done it. No. And if you sit on one of those for, for a while or, you know, live at the ballpark, you'd see why these guys are, are going, man, how, how am I supposed to live off $15,000 a year? Exactly. $15,000 a year, and all you do is play baseball is, I mean, and that sounds like a glorious life for a kid that loves baseball, but you can't even, you can't support nothing on that. I mean, no. you better be a kid. And you're getting fire fast sandwiches, yourself. right? It's it's no good. They need money. We but need we're money. well, we're giving them a place to live. I mean, that's that's a notch above homeless town. I mean, come on, yeah. man. What are you doing? Oh, we'll give them a dorm. Yeah, okay. They need money. We need money. Until we get some sponsorship dollars rolling in the door, I'm going to write up fake ads and read them. So let like potential it. corporate bedfellows know that we can do the job. Um, I think maybe that's the sticking point. So <clears throat> here goes. This episode of Patriot Sports Radio is brought to you by Neighborator. Are you tired of being annoyed, harassed, and generally inconvenienced by the people surrounding your property? Do the police show up every time your dog barks? Or maybe you have a little disagreement with the missus? Does Peggy next door compare you accidentally mowing some of her yard to January 6th? And by extension, Pearl Harbor? Is that motherfucker parking his truck right where your trash bins are supposed to go? Even after you spoke to him about it multiple times? Then you, my friend, should have used Neighborator. Neighborator uses their proprietary data compilation software to gather all public information needed to identify a shitty neighbor. Noise complaints, dates and breeds of dog bites, 
IROC and panel van ownership per capita and with our premium package per block, unusual property lines, Kia parking on the street survival rates, and more. They've even cataloged all 83 episodes of Hoarders to ensure you're far the fuck away from that shit. This is what they call a call to action in the biz. Go to neighborator.com today and enter code CORNPOP for 20% off your one-year subscription. That's CORNPOP, all one word. Make sure to use our promo code so they know we sent you. Now back to the show. Was that good? Yeah, that's good. You just got to work in the HOA somehow. If you could work in the HOA, HOA red flaggers, that would be great. Okay. I'll make That's great. That. That's quality. I like those. Till we get a sponsor that those need to become a regular every week. Yep. I think so. I think that would be a billion dollar idea. I think if I was a it's software a great engineer, I could make that. Yeah. Before you move in, hit the app. I think it's great. I mean, that's, that's worth a review right there. Just Absolutely. Russell Wilson is a cliche dispenser, big smile, platitudes, cliches all day long. This guy, he's got, he's got a lot of that. Uh, what's up fellow kids energy. Hey, great. First day he walks up to the microphone. All right. Lots of stuff about coming early, getting the extra work in talks with his hands a lot. Uh, he says he's always been about the extra work quote. When somebody says you've got to do X amount, I triple it. Does he drive 140 in that ridiculous truck or sleep 24 hours a night? Doubtful. Is he going to wear three helmets? That would be hilarious. I doubt he would. He has nano bubble water. He doesn't even need one helmet. He doesn't get concussions. Remember nano bubble water? I don't get concussions because the water I drink has, has uh, microscopic bubbles in it. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. He went off, uh, then he went off on some, this is a 365 day a year job. We don't just come in here and play games for six months for fun. This is my livelihood. I want to become a master of the game. Like, all right, we get, nobody even asked that. Like yeah. he's Russell Wilson at the podium is something else. I should love him more than I do. Former Badger. I, I, I love, I want to like him, but every time I feel like I'm getting on board with that, he ruins it with some of this. I, I don't, Hey, the that and we talked about it on Thursday. Gosh, the West, the AFC West is going to be a a heavyweight fight every week. You know, I mean, you got you know, you got Kansas City, Denver, Las Las Vegas, and then and then the the unknown is obviously the Chargers. Is what you know? What's that look like? Because they're they're notorious at choking. But man, he he fits in well in Denver, and and Denver may be like I said on Thursday. They've got the best defense, and the team with the best defense may win that division. I don't know that he's. It's going to be interesting to follow because as as you know, his personality, he tries to be vanilla. He just he just doesn't do a very good job at it. But what do you what do you think about the West, Tim? Um, if uh, KC can get a defense, they're going to be hard to beat, man. They got uh, generational talent at quarterback, so. When you have that type of quarterback that can throw the football like he can because we all know that perfect passing beats perfect coverage. So I think the Chargers are going to surprise a lot of people. They got one of the best safeties in the league. So, And they got that Bosa dude out there, too, that, that's pretty as a boss, too. So um, it is a wide open. It's hard for me to say. I don't – I mean – that's what things. That's one thing about sports. It's not when you think you can just plug a guy here and then it's just going to be a Super Bowl. 
that dude, you got to win over a locker room. You got to get chemistry. It, it don't work that way. You can't plug someone into a team. Oh, you're going to the Super Bowl. And you're just setting yourself up for a six and eleven or six and ten or six and eleven season, whatever. And you're you gotta have, you gotta be able to gain the respect of your teammates, chemistry. Uh it, it all matters. So right now, I think the team with the best chemistry uh is probably the Chiefs, man. And plus they got a lot to prove. I mean, they they they're still kind of, you know. People like them. They like to pick them, but they're still kind of like the. They still have a kind of like an underdogish feel to them, and I think that they will get clean up a lot of things on defense. I think they'll be the team to beat in the ASC West, though. What do you think about that Tyreek move? Good for them or bad? What do you think? That was. I mean, if he didn't want to be there, then it's a good move for them. You don't want somebody there that doesn't want to be there. That's not going to help the team. I don't care how talented the kid that dude is. If he doesn't want to be there, he's 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 not going to give you 100%. So if you would have kept him there on you know say like a friend on a, if you would have tagged him and he would have and he couldn't have left, you would have had this malcontent for the entire season. You don't want that. That that messes up a locker room. And and it's I think if he wanted to go be a dolphin or whatever he wanted to be, then let him do it. You, you, that team, if anything, if any, if there's any team in the NFL that knows how to evaluate talent offensively, it's the Chiefs. I mean, they, they know how to find guys that fit their scheme. And of course, you're going to miss that type of speed, but I mean, he was just a nine round guy to me. I, I, he's a talented guy. But if he ain't running goals and streaks, when that if he has to route, out, if he has to route some, when he has to route somebody, right. he can't do it. He right. he can't do like Devontae Adams. Look right. at look at Devontae Adams for example. Everybody knew that brother was going to get the ball. They couldn't stop him. Yeah. And the dude from the uh, the Rams, what's his name? Uh, Cup. 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 They knew that brother was getting the ball too. They couldn't. He, he if he routes you. It don't matter if you know he's getting it or not. Stefan Diggs, same thing, just surgical. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. cover that. One of the slowest off of wide receivers in the NFL, Steve Largent, he would route you. He was open all the time, high school open in the NFL. Larry Fitzgerald I mean, used to do that. Even when he got yeah, older, yeah. he had to move to the slot. Jerry Rice, he was not known to be a burner, but have you ever seen him get caught from behind? Nope. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> I'm just I'm just keeping it real, man. I like it. I like it. And hey, once Tyreek can be caught from behind, I mean that might be it for him. He's not a big dude. He's very no. strong for his size, but he's right. not yeah, once he loses a step, I, I mean that may be why is why he went and got this money right away and locked that up before the 40 time slows off. Yeah, could yeah. be. Could be. Although he wanted to race oh bolt. I wanted to see that. Yeah. <laughs> When you got uh, that speed like that, him, it's, it, it's got a shelf life. It's got a shelf life. Father Time's yeah. undefeated, man. That he is. Yeah. The first thing he comes for is the speed. Yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Angela, before we move on from this topic, I have never 
I, I want to. I, I want to get you. I want to get you to step out on a plank here and tell me who you think is going to win the West. Because I, every time we talk about this, I see you go to your notes and you kind of let everybody else just shuffle through. No. I want go ahead. Let's let's no. make a pro, bold. Let's <laughs> let's talk about this. I want to know what you think. That way, I can write it down, and here in a month, I can tell you that you're terrible and you didn't do it right. Well, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree that maybe the Chiefs aren't gonna be uh, so bad. Um, I have a we have a close friend of the family who's a huge fan, and I get uh, little tidbits in my ear from them all the time. And I I'm I'm gonna say that I'm just that's what I'm gonna do. I don't like going out on a plank, um, but that's that's where I'm gonna say. Oops. You're you're liking the Chiefs to win the West. Yeah, I'm home. It's not a bad horse to back. All right. I got it written down. He's good at we can move on. We betting. <laughs> um, I want I have you seen these workouts that Jameis Winston does on the yeah. interwebs? I wanna I wanna do I wanna find out what they I wanna get catalog them and recreate them. We're gonna need some pool noodles, a large rubber band, an exercise ball, possibly one of those half exercise balls. Now nah, we in a recession. We can get by with just the one. Some boxing gloves, a weeble wobble, a heavy bag or a makeshift heavy bag and a football obviously. Probably a helmet. Um this could be my entry point to TikTok. You guys want me to do the TikToks? Maybe uh maybe my training my off season training program can be my my entry point to uh to the cool kids. Jameis. You guys can Jameis is the only in the head while some pool noodles. All he does is hold the ball. He never really throws it, so I don't think I have to be accurate. <laughs> he just holds the ball and keeps his eyes locked downfield while a guy is smacking him with a pool noodle or trying to push him off an exercise ball, throwing water balloons at him. He was Whatever. fake throwing a towel too. Like I don't I don't get that. Like okay. he does that pregame, I I think. That's when I see him out there fake throw in the towel i don't know he's wild <laughs> the more i see of Jameis, the more i love him like when he came out of college and you know grabbing uber drivers stealing crab legs not great he's but ever since he ate that w i don't know he turned the corner it's like he bottomed out and there was no further down you could go from eating that w and now he's just on a trajectory up to cool wasn't that the worst pregame speech ever in the history of pregame speeches <laughs> Those guys I mean, are he, looking at him like, what the fuck? Like Major Biden trying to take instructions from uh, from Joe. Like, dude, what are you talking about? It's it 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 was. I mean, I even watch it now, and I think, man, if you're standing next to that dude and he's giving you that before the game, I mean, doesn't it kill that? That's a that's a mood kill, man. I mean, I've I've been around a couple of those deals, and let me just tell you that one. Whoa, that that was a that was bottom shelf, but. You know, man, Winston is either a four touchdown or four interception dude, and you never know what you're going to get every week. He's like he's like the Dyson Yahtzee. You just roll him out on the table. You you're probably going to get snake bit at some point in the season. You just don't know when it's coming, and that's the thing with him is, yeah, he may light it up, but he also may lay an egg. So, yep. I don't know. They they're pinning all their hopes and dreams on that dude, but he's done that his whole career. His whole career is like that: three touchdowns, three interceptions. Three touchdowns, three interceptions. I mean, it's I don't know. It is what it is, man. It's going to be interesting. He's got three the keys touchdowns. to the city down there, though. <laughs> yep, they're got a lot of weapons. Unless, unless they go get Jimmy Garoppolo, I wonder uh, could happen. What's going to happen with that guy? 
could happen. That guy, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, you want to talk about uh, an agent with some some satchel right now? Just go ahead and declare that we're not gonna. I mean, I think I would have held on to the 49ers gravy train a little bit longer because as I'm looking at the harbor here of teams that are docked in there looking for a QB, it's it's not there's not it's not deep. Nope. Well, we're gonna cut a sports story or two because I got some food stories I I can't not do. We have to pour one out for the Choco Taco. We've lost uh, too many things lately, too many people and things that I love. Uh, discontinued by Klondike after I don't even know how many years they released a statement. Over the past two years, we have experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our portfolio and have had to make very tough decisions to ensure availability of our full portfolio nationwide. A necessary but unfortunate part of this process is that we sometimes must discontinue products, even a beloved item like Choco Taco. We know this may be very disappointing. It's like they sit us down on the rug, crisscross applesauce, and explain it to us like we're six. Your ice cream is gone. Only 912 remain, and that number is precipitously falling. Maybe it's zero now. People are talking about saving them in deep freeze to show future generations. While I admire <laughs> the sentiment, that's a fool's errand, a Choco Taco. You know, the CT is only good if the shell is crisp, and that's that's a seven, eight-day window max. So the yeah, clock is the ticking. Ch- the Choco Taco was man, that's iconic. I but I did see on the internet where I thought that they are the due to public outcry they weren't going to get rid of it after all. So I don't know. Is it gone? Is it not? Is it coming back? Is the Choco Taco going to kick out, brother? Yeah, kick out get- Choco Taco, kick out, brother. Two, 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 two. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh man, Joey <laughs> Chestnut has done it again. Yes, I, don't, I can't wait I don't for even, this story. I don't even know if he's off crutches yet, but he's dominating food everywhere he goes. Celebrated National Chicken Finger Day, which didn't know that was a thing. God, I love this country. Celebrated National Chicken Finger Day by setting the new world record of 44 Raising Cane's chicken fingers in five minutes. Which, 44 okay, in five minutes. Who if else is training for the chicken finger record, though? That's I mean, a true American right there. If he didn't chokehold somebody while he's doing it like he did last time, I'm unimpressed. Like, he's got to up his game every time now. Hey. Like, I'm, jo- <laughs> Joey Chestnut goes on the on the Mount Rushmore of athletes. That guy is doing some amazing things. 44 chicken, 44 chicken fingers in five minutes. That's, so that's greatness. Question. Like, Joey I, Chestnut I'm, is a hero. Yeah, just, he I, is. I, Pieces regulated like a chicken finger. I've I've gotten some that are kind of small. I got, so is there like a if you're gonna break the record, does it have to be a certain size? Is that regulated? <laughs> like, yeah, chicken fingers variants. Mm. I mean, it, it did say raising canes, chicken fingers, right? That's what yeah. we're going with. Okay, so those. Okay, okay. They're we don't of- have raising canes here in Wisconsin. I hear nothing but great things about oh, raising canes. Oh man, Madison. Um, dude bought a. Dude bought a chicken finger restaurant, named it after his dog. How do you not like that? What? That's yeah, what that's what the that's what the place is named after. His dog. It. He's got a he's got a, a lab, a beautiful lab, and he called and and, and he named the deal uh, named it after his dog. That's wow. that's how it got fantastic. its start. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> True. Amazing. Here's uh, something else that's relatively amazing. Uh, North Carolina Chick-fil-A offered to pay in food. Hendersonville, North Carolina. 
Um, they posted on their Facebook page that they're looking for volunteers to work the drive-through for five entree tickets per one-hour shift. Flooded with angry comments. People were furious. People have too much time on their hands if they're furious about this and, and yelling at Chick-fil-A. They had to take it down and shut off the comments on the on their other posts. I, I have two opinions here. One, I drive straight from HQ to Chick-fil-A after this recording to do an hour of visor time and get those five tickets to Paradise right now today. <laughs> so they better not make that offer up here. Two, that would be a disaster. This place is known for its incredible above and beyond customer service. They don't make a lot of polite kids anymore, so it's impressive that they find any that can operate. You'd be putting, you know, uh, dipshits in there for one-hour shifts, just random people. Probably get cruising altitude on the devil's Brussels sprouts. No, thank you. No, thank you. That's not the Chick-fil-A I love. Yeah, unless you're driving a, a Mr. Fusion flux capacitor and you can put food in your gas tank. Uh, maybe not. Yeah, so they offered... If you would fill in an hour, you would get five. You could get yeah. five things off the menu. Yeah. Did five I hear that entree right? tickets, five. which tells yeah. me, is that like a chicken sandwich basket? I can get five of those per hour. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty strong. And that's what, the, that's what your pay would be. I can't believe they you didn't. You can't tax a chicken sandwich. What do people have wrong with that? It's Touché. called the barter system. I mean, it happened. If you're a hungry dude walking around the streets of uh, North Carolina, why would you not sign up for that gig? Exactly. You got an hour to kill. You ain't got a job. Why would you not? I, I don't understand that. Hey, coach, you take a family of five. You have about a family of five. You take one to Chick-fil-A. You're making about 60 bucks an hour. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Chick-fil-A will hit a $100 bill in the face faster than you can imagine with this tribe that I roll in with. They, they'll, that's, that's real. That's real. They will, they will DDT a $100 <laughs> bill on the concrete out front in there if you go in there on a, on a, on a Saturday morning. I ain't lying. They will, they will straight up wave to the crowd, $100 later, Ben Franklin, see you later, out of your wallet. And everybody's griping about how they didn't get enough tater tots on the way to the house. That's how that works. How do you really feel? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hey, so I was talking to my brother yesterday. You guys will love this. And we're talking and he's like, man, I've been hitting the hot box all week. And I was like, he said it two or three times. And finally, I was like, what are you talking about the hot box? He's like, man, he, he teaches driver's ed. So he's like, man, we've been hitting the hot box all week. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, the gas stations, you pull in the gas station, they got the hot box in there. You hit the hot box with all the fried foods. <laughs> he's like, man, the, the, we've been hitting the hot box all week. It's great. The best cuisine ever in America out of the hot box. And I was like, man, I never thought about it like that. But every small town gas station in Oklahoma, if it's worth 50 cents, you go in and they got the hot box in there and you can get you some Hit you some potato wedges or, uh, you know, you can get gizzards. chickens or gizzards at 9 a.m. Just go ahead and get you some, a bucket of them. Yeah. Strong. My old man used to eat that oh, every day. Yeah. My grandma used to mince up chi uh, turkey gizzards and put them in the stuffing. I wouldn't eat it. No, nah, you don't mince them up. You just get the whole gizzard and deep fry that some bitch and go to the gas and pull out a cup. That's, a good, that's Oklahoma right yeah, there. Yeah, see, Tim's making that same face I got. Uh, Tim, I hit the hot box. Don't let him lie to you, man. Don't, don't lie like you didn't go hit the. You get a gas station burrito, Tim. You know you love them gas station burritos. If you want Montezuma's revenge, go ahead and eat it. <laughs> yep. 
Exactly. That's a self-correcting problem, brother. Self-correcting problem. That's a self-correcting problem. (laughs) I'm talking about projectile diarrhea. That's what you're asking for. (laughs) That's what I'm just going to tell you right now. Best corn nuggets I ever had were out of a hot box from a gas station. I'm going to tell you, that's, that's quality. You don't find... Things like a corn nugget in a regular store. You got to go to a gas station. You get that. What is Oh, dude. Corn nugget. Corn nugget is like where they take corn and they literally, (laughs) they literally bread it and drop it in the fryer in nuggets like tater tots. So when you eat the nugget, it's like corn. It's like corn in your mouth. Man, corn nuggets, man. Corn nuggets. It's wrapped in. It's wrapped in. It's wrapped in uh, cornbread. Yes. And then yes. deep fryer with sweet corn in the middle. I have so much to teach you. Oh, God bless. They don't have that kind of greatness up in Wisconsin. They got it here at every every gas station. Not just one. Damn near every one of them. And if they don't have the hot box, drive on. Just move on. We got, we got great bicolor sweet corn up here. We I've never seen these corn nuggets though. I have what did you, whoa, but I'm what do you call it? Like Southern, they call it a corn hoo ha at like some of the bars and restaurants around here. But I'm sure they taste horrifying compared a to what corn? you get down. Yeah, corn. You say so hoo ha down here? That's a that's a whole different thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a different hot box situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a. We're, now we're shifting gears. That's a night. That's a nighttime kind of show. We can't. We got to keep it PG around here. Oh man! I'm talking. I, I'm talking hot boxes and corn nuggets, and Angela just took it into something you know, Nickelodeon after dark or something. I'm just telling you. Charles Barkley's not going to go to the live. I was kind of hoping that would happen. I I wanted to watch that circus. Hey, he kind of got in a bind over that deal, man. Just talking to those people. Well, he oh, never. He trouble. never really even said. You know, I, I kind of felt bad for Charles. I, I kind of like him, man. He just kind of lives and cuts a big wake. But he, uh, I guess he started kind of talking. To put it. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he, he cuts a big wake and he was, he started talking to him on the side and then he never really said that he was talking to him. And then things got a little deeper than I think he wanted to. And he had to come back and say, ah, I'm good where I'm at. I can, I can relate. <laughs> yeah. moving on uh, I think that's all we got unless we want to talk about Michael Jordan in the finals I do have some of his stats from the finals that were really impressive Angela's got a roll let's get it all right let's, let's get, get out, out of here, here. alright thank you everyone for listening if you've come this far then you, and then you like the show and you owe us a five star review that's just how it works I don't make the rules if you already have Congratulations, you're one of our favorite people, especially if you type some words in there. We're like, kids, any attention is good attention. You can say whatever you want. For example, you could say that host guy is amazing. I bet if you told him to do X amount, he would quadruple it. Or tell us how many chicken sandwiches per week it would take for you to work drive through. doesn't matter what you type as long as you get some words in there. It's all positive for us. That's it. That's all. What are you still doing here? Until next time, be good to each other. Chris, kick the outro music.
You've been listening to Patriot Sports Radio. If you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media, like we are, this show is for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at Patriots Pod, on Instagram and Facebook at Patriots Sports Now, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at Patriots Sports. Take care, and we'll see you next time.